Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay. <laughs> What happened there? Is that you I, or me? I hit my bottle of Coca-Cola on the mic. <laughs> it's diet. Another, it's sugar-free. A diet. Another Euro Coca-Cola blunder. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right. Jules. Let's go again. De Bruyne. Oh, sweet De Bruyne. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Friday the 18th of June. The day is finally here. It's time for England v Scotland. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Luke Moore. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome along. The day is finally here. The day we've all been looking forward to. England v Scotland later. Come on, boys! <laughs> I'm so buzzing. Did you do it as a half Scottish accent on purpose then? Was that half? <laughs> you kind of sound a little bit Scottish. Come on, boys! <laughs> boys! Boys! That sounds like when that girl from Little Mix tried to do that accent. Baradictic. 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 Yeah. Oh, God, I can't wait for later. You're, I'm so, You're working I'm the so game, excited. though, for someone else, right? Yes, but, I am working for Australian TV. They hate England. They all want Scotland to win. What's right. that sandwich you're hawking? What's the it's a hot sandwich, the hot, hot, hot beefy boy. It's part of Brecky Rat. Brecky Rat. The Brecky Rat. It's the name of the show. It's not a sandwich. No, it's sponsored by a sandwich, isn't it? Hungry Jack. Hungry Jack. Hungry Jack. is like Aussie Burger King. They're doing a great out of us. Beefy bap. Yeah, but Jules, I think if any person could take on the entirety of Australia on their own, big enough England, I think you could do it. Yeah, you could wear your English shirt. I wore it the other day yeah. um, for the Croatia game, but we've got Karen Carney in tonight, so okay, I think right, she's right. coming full kit. 
Fine. <laughs> she said she was going to. So Any more on the TV show that people in the UK literally yeah. can't watch? <laughs> literally, no one can watch <laughs> this. Watch the highlights oh, on no. Twitter. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of Aussie ramblers. Yeah. There are. There, there are. are. They are as, respect. They are as welcome. They are slightly less welcome than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're a week into the Euros, though. More on the England-Scotland game coming up a bit later. We're going to do a big preview of that towards the end. Uh, but we're going to talk about yesterday's games first. A week into the Euros. Belgium yesterday, I thought, second half. Once De Bruyne came on, were absolutely brilliant, Pete. Yeah, I mean, I, I think first half, certainly first before, before the kick out at 10 minutes, I thought everyone saw amped, like Belgium forgot yeah. to put the ball out. It was all a little bit confusing. Obviously, a great finish from uh, from Poulsen in, in the second minute. And yeah, they, they did look a bit messy in the first half, but yeah, they, once they... Uh, once they started calming the heck down and uh, they've got a hell of a lot of uh, uh, reinforcement from, from the bench, they've got some incredible players to come off and, uh, yeah, come on rather. And, uh, yeah, they, they really put in a performance befitting their their uh, their position. The the, um, the occasion was obviously really tricky. It's emotional, right? wasn't it? I know that the old, the old cliche that, that managers say to players in big games, like play the player, sorry, play the game, not the occasion, mm. is really difficult in this situation, right? Because I think, you know, a lot, a lot of the Belgian players, particularly Lukaku, who I know is a close friend of Ericsson and his family, would have found it really, really difficult. Um, they knew that Ericsson physically was very close because in that hospital right across the way from mm. the stadium, could hear the stadium from where he was. Mm. And what the Danish players had, had had to go through and, and what the whole of football had gone through more broadly was a really difficult thing to manage. And, and so it's not... I don't want to attribute what happened in the first couple of minutes to that because it's not the first time we've seen a mistake happen in this tournament. Mm. It won't be the last one. No. Um, but it really did set the tone for the game, and, and mm. it was really like a case of what was going to happen here, you know. And Denier, who who made the error, and then kind of completely lost his mind trying to atone for it by just doing everything you shouldn't do, um, <laughs> was was that was obviously regrettable from his point of view. But in that situation, who do you want to come on? You want the man to come on with like ice in his veins, who can who can play any basically just not emotionally react to any kind of situation I'm not I'm not suggesting that De Bruyne doesn't care I'm sure he does but he doesn't play like he does he plays like he he, he wants to win at all costs and he was the perfect man to kind of settle the ship for Belgium who I think when they're put under pressure at the back from a better team than Denmark might not be able to handle it and I know they've got Witzel to come back should be a big um a big um bonus for them, but to me they look a little bit dodgy at the back. Yeah, I think defensively that's what's the suggestion really from what we've seen so far from Belgium and even leading into the tournament that may be what could be their downfall in them going all the way and winning the Euros. But just on the whole situation surrounding Ericsson, it was an incredible outpouring of love in the tenth minute, wasn't it, Pete? It was so great to see this because the entire stadium just completely stopped. And bear in mind, it was just five days ago mm. that Christian Eriksen suffered cardiac arrest on that pitch in yeah. that stadium, probably with a lot of those same fans there. You know, a lot of you know everyone that was in, involved in that in terms of the Denmark players were all there on the pitch again. So for them to stop in the 10th minute, and of course that 10th minute was because of Christian Eriksen wearing the number 10, it was just quite quite emotional to see all of that, wasn't it? And yeah, and, and seeing like, I mean, the players going in the same dressing room that they've entered, I mean, two or three times now, I guess, because obviously they went off and, and came back and they spent a lot of time in the stadium because because of what went on uh, five days ago. It, it, great credit to, to Denmark. They probably, you know, there's probably a good chance because they've only lost by uh, one goal each time. They might get through with, yeah, with, with three. A there's a very they good had chance. a lot of chance so. in that game, didn't they? Yeah, they, yeah they, they were really good. And, and, and like you say, I think um, Robert Martinez has a lot of limitations as, as a manager. And I think setting his team, this team up uh, defensively uh, might be one of them. It's dogged him, isn't it? His career, mm. setting up teams defensively. But like when De Bruyne came on, I don't know if you guys, have, have you seen Breaking Bad, Jules? Yes. 
You know when um, when Jesse has to go down to Mexico and sort the lab out and, <laughs> because they can't get the best pure meth. Like it's like there's a one brilliant scene where they say, "Who are you?" It's Jesse Pinkman. He goes, "I'm the man they brought in because you couldn't get this done." That's Kevin De Bruyne <laughs> is, coming it? on the pitch. Uh, just change. and the goals were of such great quality. Oh like amazing. Belgium's goals were of amazing they quality. Really Once they started lumping, like ceasing to lump the ball up to to uh, Lukaku and just sort of go, "Shall we play Lukaku like he's best played, like with so, the ball at his feet?" So good. That talking has our goal mm. when Lukaku starts running towards the goal oh yeah the, did you see the Belgium uh, the, sorry the Denmark centre half goes chasing after him goes to slide tackle him and completely misses him <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Lukaku just went nah piss off mate uh, at his best and those who watch Italian football much more closer than me will say that he's been somewhere near his best this season mm. he's unplayably good yeah. mm. like, he, he's, he's got everything in his locker I know people have questioned his kind of absolute top level technical quality which I kind of understand but when he's on form, he's impossible to deal with. Mm. He's just so difficult to play against. That, and that then what he does, sorry, Pete, he, he just, he just, he almost just takes on a whole load of defenders on his own, creates mm. so much space. Then the, who do you want operating in those little spaces? De Bruyne, right? Because mm. he can really, really hurt you. It yeah. wasn't just, you know, it's not just his finishing. It's not just his strength, his intelligence, but it's also his movement off the ball as well. And we saw that in the second goal. Because mm. when you actually watch Lukaku in the build-up to that goal, it's it's because of his movement why there's so much space and why De Bruyne has that space to run into mm. yeah. and has the time that he has. To, to just forensically to... slice oh, it I past mean, the keeper. Wow. Which, which goal did you prefer? Well, the second goal was like a tapping, but it was miles out. <laughs> like, he made it look like a tapping, but yeah. it was like 20 yards out. I think it's the, incredible. I really. think it would have been the first goal would have been improved only by Hazard jumping over the ball and Carrasco hitting it. Yeah, that, the, would, yeah. that would have been lovely. Like, what, he's like there. an NBA where they do an alley oop and one misses yeah. and the other one comes in. That, that, that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been best goal of the year ever. They were both brilliant goals, both really, really good goals. And um, th there's no question that Belgium, with these players returning it um, to, to fitness, Witzel will be really important. De Bruyne can start playing full games. I'm not sure what kind of the status is of his injury, but presumably at some point he can start playing an even bigger role. Mm. You definitely can't write them off going forward. They're very good going forward, but the problem is Vertonghen looks so creaky. So creaky. And um, with respect to Paulson, who I thought took advantage of that mistake well and took his chance, and it was a great way for them to start the game. He's obviously capable, but he's not a top-level forward. Mm. Mm. If if Vertong, I've don't, I've never really been that convinced by Jason Tadar of what I've seen of him. People may say he's had a good season at Lyon. I haven't watched French football as closely as some. To me, he's never been that convincing. And Vertonghen and Alderweireld, their best years are behind them, right? So I thought Vertonghen in particular looked quite creaky. So if they go up against someone really good, it's going to be a bit of a crapshoot because it'll be you attack, we attack, you attack, we attack, and then it depends what side they come out of. Mm. But then they're not as good as France. They don't look as good as... As I said yesterday, end of level boss Italy, um, <laughs> who just thought oh, they could just destroy you and then you know, <laughs> steal your wife on the way out. Um, I, I think I think they're they're a good team to watch, but and they did well to turn it around in quite a difficult occasion. But to me, they're not going to go all the way. I don't think. You feel it's now or never. They got, haven't they got the oldest team in the in the. In the I believe they're certainly oldest certainly squad, maybe. Yeah, uh, definitely the older level of of, of, of squads in the, in this tournament. So I enjoyed the game though. I thought it was. Oh, I, I thought it was it. an interesting mm. occasion, and I thought the respect shown to Ericsson was amazing, and it, and it's really cool to see the football family kind of circle around him and, and show their support because everyone kind of sees it and is horrified by it. De Bruyne's so. celebration after the second goal, he sort of did this yeah. thing with his hands and yeah. and I've not seen him do that before. Do you think that was a bit of a sign of respect? Yeah, I think so. Kind of 
go to or, or just calm the hell down Bert, or just, Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> you're being bad at this I, th- I thought at some point I was worried he was going to start doing the um, Jamie Vardy Eagle <laughs> <laughs> in front of the Crystal Palace fans that time yeah. oh, it was brilliant in the commentary um, as well Robert Dunn pointed this out to us on email Clive Tilsley at one point described Kevin De Bruyne as being as cool as the other side of the pillow yeah, nice, and, and yeah I, I've got nice. I've got like an ergonomic pillow, so you can't turn it over. Oh, uh, that is just poncy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not expensive. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> no. That sounds really posh. No, you just it's just it just fits in the crook of your little neck. neck. Is yeah. that what You'd you need for an old neck. man? Well, you, you have to ask an old man, Jules. I'm not sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that feeling though, when you know it gets really warm and you just think, you know, I'm going to flip, flip it over. Oh, like, it's, it's, oh, there's nothing better. Really I'll sometimes leave. A, I'll have an identical pillow on the floor. This is only the half live. And I'll drag that on to get the cool pillow. That is, have a go at him. That, no, that, I like that. That's mm. ostentatious. That's, you I don't know how cheap my that. pillows are. Yeah, fair it's, enough. It's, it's all... an old cans and a carrier bag. <laughs> <laughs> Your backpack <laughs> yes. in a bus shelter. Oh. What, um, did you, did you, have stru- did you, you, you struggle particularly badly sleeping in hot nights, right? Yeah, I don't like it. It's kicking horrible. off, weren't you? Kick it was kicking off. off in the WhatsApp group, wasn't it? Kicking off. Jules. I just know I'm in for a bad night. Yeah, how about you, Jules? You prefer it warm, right? Um, Not too warm. Yeah. In the winter, I'm a, I am the coldest person, so I like to proper snuggle up. Right. But in the summer, oh, it's too hot at the moment, isn't it's it? Too hot. Struggles. It's too hot. Just bet, get a fan though; it sorts you right out. I reckon De Bruyne sleeps in a cryo chamber. He doesn't get worried <laughs> about that kind of stuff. Uh, big win for Belgium. Then Netherlands also winning yesterday, two beating Austria by two goals to nil. That means that they join Italy and Belgium in the knockouts with their second win. Look, Dumfries has had a great tournament so far. I know we've only seen two matches already for the Netherlands, but he has been so swashbuckling. good to watch, hasn't he's, he? he's been the very definition of swashbuckling. No, no, 90s alternative hip-hop New York City rapper uh, Denzel, Denzel Dumfries. Dumfries. <laughs> it's a great name. It's an amazing right? name. It's, a name. it's the best name in the tournament. And I'll not, I'll, and listen, the people are welcome to send their suggestions in, but to me, there is no better name. And what no. an engine on him, by the way. I quite mm. like Wout Weghorst. Wout Weghorst is mm. good. It's a good and name. It, and, he's, and he looks like Wout Weghorst. He looks, he looks <laughs> like he would be called that because he's so big. big. giant lower Saxony oh, yeah. number nine. Oh, yeah. oh come yeah. on. But Absolutely. Yeah, to be fair, it is a good name, Denzel. Dumfries um, he's just been he's been great to watch this tournament and I think that having a player like him in the Netherlands side will always cause a little bit of trouble for whoever they're up against Luke mm. yeah and I also think it's worth pointing out that Memphis scored a goal for all of Andy Brassel <laughs> didn't they? I, I thought he was going to everyone has to think of Andy Brassel when Memphis Depay does anything right yeah of course uh, he just yeah. loves him and Andy, Andy's like, uh, when Joe Cole went to Lille and started dressing like Rudy Garcia, Andy likes yeah. to dress like Memphis during a tournament. <laughs> so it's all fur coats. I don't, and, tr- uh, I don't trust uh, Andy's recommendation anymore for Turkey. Oh, Turkey's yeah. Absolutely... He's, he's let everyone down there. He's, he's let football he? down. <laughs> yeah, he has let everyone down tipping up Turkey. But um, I thought Netherlands created an amazing atmosphere, didn't they? Yeah. Looked like mm, a really nice atmosphere there. Fun. Austria again looking like they flatter into deceive at a tournament, even though they've got good like they, individual players. They had plenty of opportunities to do something, but they just did absolutely but all they're, they're a possession they were a real possession side in this match and the, the, it, it, gave, it got them absolutely nothing and there has to be some blame laid at Anatovic for, for, for doing what he did in the previous in the previous match also David Alaba playing centre-back seems a bit of a waste really he's such a yeah. good player mm. like, he doesn't really seem to be able to get involved even and, though he and tries to wearing the number 8 at centre-back it's weird isn't it <sighs> yeah I, I'm not really happy with that to be honest. No. Um, I, I, I like Delit come back. Delit coming back is a really important thing for them. Like he, he, he almost like completely transformed the entire sort of defensive line. I don't think I've seen a player. Ha- be, I've probably have, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. So he's just 21, I think. He sees danger better than he sees danger as good as as well as some of the really experienced Italian centre backs that we've talked about a lot. Mm. 
for a kid of his age, he's really, really good. And he, and he, and he can, and you can tell he's such a top level pro because he, he genuinely improves the players around him as well. He's not just focused on what he's doing, but him being so good and being able to see danger so well means he can really um, improve the team uh, in a more kind of broad sense. So a big bonus for them. I, I've, I've, it's going to come back to haunt me. I think how heavily I criticise Frank de Boer going into this tournament. <laughs> I think they might actually do something which will be <laughs> disappointing. But um, yeah, I, I like the Valve course, the um, Memphis Depay thing up front. Nice little big man, little yeah, man. I like it. Little throwback. Mm. Frank DeBoer had actually been overlooking Weghorst in recent months. He said, Wout can be an arsehole on the pitch, but especially for the opposition. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever want to be described as an arsehole, but then maybe Wout likes that. Well, you should hear what Pete says when you're not around. Wout <laughs> <laughs> um, Weghorst looks like he would be the local warlord in like medieval Europe. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Behind Austria's high line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just standing on top of their turret, <laughs> their castle wall, his sword in the air. You let your drawbridge down, sillies. <laughs> yeah. He's a man mountains. Great to see. Yeah. Did anyone else spot Ronald Koeman in the stands, presumably pining after Jeannie Wijnaldum oh. still? <laughs> Ronald had a dig at the boar as well, didn't he? What did he say? He said, um, I'm so- <laughs> before this game, <laughs> I'm talking about the Ukraine game, this is so Dutch. Mm. Ronald Koeman, when asked about his own national national team, mm. uh, he said, I am surprised by people's positivity. <laughs> we only won 3-2 on Monday and Ukraine isn't a team who will go very far in this tournament. <laughs> Sticking the, stick the boot right in there. It's true though. They were 2-0 up in that match and mm. Ukraine managed to come back and make it to it. You know, I think they probably learnt from that coming into the second match. Although, as we've pointed out, really, Austria didn't give it enough really did they Pete no and, and and you sort of think this is they've been gifted a pretty easy group you yeah. would say in the grand scheme of things like, but the Netherlands were listless at times they were shapeless they they, 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 they just knocked it about a bit and obviously they're, they're, they're going to um, score goals against that Austria side when the Austrians play so high but yeah I'd, I'd I, I, it, I know Luke you said that um, you think they'll go quite far but it'll be in spite of them actually trying, trying well, I think, anything. I think they'll do it to spite me. That's, that's what they'll do. Well, they're through anyway, so it doesn't bloody matter. The Dutch fans will be delighted with that. They're into the knockouts with Italy and Belgium. For the lowdown on the Euro's big contenders, uh, we have got a latest episode of On the Continent out now. Dotton and Andy are joined by Nicky Bandini, David Cartledge and Lars Sivertson to talk about all of those suave Italians and Golo Conte's um, ridiculous performances of late and Spain's lack of a striker as well. It's available now to listen on Football Ramble Presents, so Find it in your podcast app. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold on, please, Gary. <laughs> Please go. Hold on. Welcome back to the football ramble. Coming up, we're going to start talking about England, Scotland in a bit. But first, it's time for this. Show at footballramble.com. Show at footballramble.com. Jules, Fish, and Jim Campbell. The three into the football ramble. Coop is kind of sore. Andy Brassel plays the asshole. Kate Mason hot takes Marcus Speller. Ian Hester has got in touch. Behrens Bestupilser is the place that Luke was talking about in Reykjavik. I hope they get a shout out because the staff are super nice, even by Icelandic standards, and the hot dogs are delicious. Is that the level of email we're getting today? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot all dogs we got. are nice. That's all we got. Some for broadcasters you. are able to cut through and speak directly <laughs> to the nation. <laughs> no, you, you mentioned Icelandic hot dogs, and people want to. You must have been there, no? I've, I've, not I've been. been twice, I've had then. a hot dog in Iceland. This seems to be the only thing they sell. Nah. They, nah. They do, they do those amazing soups where they just hollow out the bread. Right? So oh, do the San Franciscans. I thought that was a Hungarian thing. Might yeah. well be. So I love the gaff. Might well be. But the, um, the the hot dogs, he's right to say the hot dogs down at the docks are amazing. I, I had loads of tweaks about this. Uh, really? Yeah, so the I think, hot I think dogs my... down the docks with Luke Moore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it sounds. <laughs> uh, one thing I forgot to mention as well is that they have amazing sauce on it that, yeah. you call it that I've never really seen before. It's kind of like a really Explain. sweet... Mustard. Which, yeah, like mustard, but much sweeter. Right. Uh, it tastes a bit like, I don't know, like someone's mixed in. Sugar and Coleman's. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. No, no. But I would recommend it. If you ever find yourself down the docks in Reykjavik at night <laughs> on, your, on your own. Like, Grab hungry. yourself a sausage. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you mentioned the, the bread and you fill it with the soup. Yeah. Is it, mm. I don't think there's anything better than using another food item as a like a, a bit of crockery. Yeah. Like yeah, when okay. you have a Yorkshire pudding and you yeah. fill it with a sausage. Roast dinner. Yeah. Just a sausage. That doesn't work. Yeah, it's toad like in the hole. hole, mate. Yeah, but like one single sausage across it, like a clock. <laughs> I'm not having it. God, how big's your Yorkshire? <laughs> yeah. or, how Massive, your, or how small's your sausage? <laughs> <laughs> a more pertinent question. Yeah, <laughs> uh, show at footballramble.com. Keep your emails coming in and also tweet us at footballramble. I was going to say that what would be nice actually is to hear from people listening who are been have been to some of the games talking mm. about some of the food on display. Yes, oh, yes. yes, we've talked a lot in the past about the twenty-five yard long pick and mix at Dortmund, for example. Yeah. You know what's happening at these international stadiums? What kind of food are people eat? What food are the Welsh fans eating at Baku? Yeah, That's what in I want a post-COVID world. Yeah, well, quite. I want to know what's going on. So mm. do yeah. you get in touch? Indeed. All right, another game from yesterday: Ukraine beat North Macedonia two-one, which means North Macedonia, unfortunately for you, peaks. I know they are one of your favourites coming into this. Yeah, they're the 
first country to be eliminated. <laughs> I like, I look, you tipped I, them to win it, didn't you? I do not like to patronise, <laughs> but uh, I like the shirt very much. And, you know, I've enjoyed the the fullback uh, Stefan Rostovsky's uh, I Can't Hear You official Euro 2020 um, picture that he's been taken. Like, that's his main picture. He's sort of doing that. <laughs> Oh, nice. Hi guys! That's pretty. Hand can't hear you. It's like mm. this is high fashion. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. But something I've noticed with their, with their first goal. Something I've noticed in football is that if your goalkeeper is in the net, it's very hard to keep the ball out of the net because <laughs> the keeper's that, in the net. Is that, a, is that a dig at David Marshall? Again? <laughs> <laughs> Any digs at David Marshall are good for me. Well, on today, today's show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, they very much defended that first goal, <laughs> like they are the lowest ranked team in the tournament. But I don't think if you go into a match warming up the way they did. You've got much hope. <laughs> Did you see? It was like Tony Adams was taking the training session. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the amazing. cones and the balls. Yeah. I mean, what are they doing? That was, they must have thought, we are going to look like twats. Don't, yeah, don't do that on the pit. On the, Scott, it just seems Scott Brown was furious. <laughs> Scott Brown, I've never, I mean, and this is saying something. I've never seen Scott Brown so angry. What? <laughs> he, are you sure? Basically, they, they showed them doing this coned warm up thing. And if you haven't seen it, you probably find it online. Uptown cone, like traffic cone looking things with footballs on the top. Like the car on the first match. Yeah, shuttle They're just doing runs that. And then swapping the ball between the cones each yeah. time at the end, right? Mm. And I can't remember it was who was doing the coverage, the host. It might have been Seema, maybe. And she said to Scott Brown, Scott, have a look at this. You know, you're thinking about going to management. Do you think you do this as a warm up? And they cut to when he's just sneering. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I'll rule that one out. Oh. Like, Scott, I can say something. <laughs> You know, so um, yeah, it was it was strange. I don't think it set the right tone, did it? I think it's just a bit naff, isn't it? The story that old Don, I think it's Don Hutchison, tells about a Scotland player in Brazil in the first game of World Cup '98, where they're all doing shuttle runs in the tu- in the tunnel because mm. the the opening ceremony is overrun, and one of them caught through the window the Brazil team who were just dancing around in their kit. <laughs> and they were like, we're fucked. We are fucked here. And to be fair, they went pretty close, Scotland, in that game. But it's a bit like Ukraine. Right, we've got to get off this. It's a must-win game for us. And they look over and they're doing that. <laughs> Good news is we're playing against eight-year-olds on a sports day doing dads and kids' fucking games. There's part of me that kind of likes it in a way because it's like... It takes me back to the World Cup where like Senegal were amazing, weren't they? They'd always be dancing mm. before yeah. them and they were always having a great time. Well, this is just a little bit embarrassing. But though, that was quite it? cool. Yeah, that this was is cool. Not but cool. if, they'd, but if they'd have got something out of this match, you're like, well, look, maybe maybe the Barcelonas of this world <laughs> could learn a thing or two. It's, it's so true because football coverage, if, if Mas- North Macedonia won that game, we'd be going, oh yeah. man, maybe that's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there was a mad period in the second half. I felt really sorry for the Ukraine keeper, Georgi Bouchan, oh, who, who made one of the best saves you'll ever see. So right? good. Uh, the defender just goes, I'll sort this out. Piles in, concedes a penalty, which he then saves, and the guy scores the rebound. It's, it was such a so hit. annoying. Yeah. So uh, annoying. What? There's been, it's been an interesting theme, I think, about um, penalties in this tournament. Not many have been scored. Mm. Is it only, it's bizarre. Only two have been scored. Bring on the shit. One was Cristiano. And the other was that one. No. It wasn't scored because he saved it. He hit yeah. the rebound. Oh. So Alioski scored his off the... Oh, well, that doesn't count if it's off the So there's only one been scored then, and it's Cristiano. Mm. That's decent, Was isn't it? another one? That's fun. Yeah, there was another one. Ring on the shoot. Yeah. Oh, Memphis, of course. Mem- there we yeah, go. Memphis. I knew there was Memphis another one. Memphis got a goal, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bit odd. I don't know why that's happened. Do you think it's probably the nerves? Maybe the fans back in the stadium putting the pressure on? So, someone said Maybe. that Gareth Bale missed this because he saw himself on the big screen. It's like, 
He did. I mean, he did look up, didn't he? Yeah, but he of... knows the game is being filmed. He's well. an international footballer. He's like, oh, I didn't know. This wasn't part did of the deal. Did you see the penalty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible, but I don't think he was surprised that he was on TV. I, what? I think he needs an excuse because otherwise, what is the excuse for hitting it that, that bad? I think he, I think he looked so up at the bad. screen and he saw a little clip of the US Open. Golf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Um, let's discuss Yarmolenko. Hmm. He's had a good tournament. I mean, the first goal, it, I mean, you, you can't miss that, I suppose. So you mean his second goal of the tournament with the tap-in? Yeah, the tournament. His first goal, you yeah. could miss that. Mm. Yeah, first, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I meant the first goal from yesterday's yeah, game. Yeah. He, I, he's an interesting one, isn't he, I think? Because for West Ham, we don't really get enough time to see him. He doesn't get enough minutes mm. for West Ham. But actually, for the Ukraine, he's so important to them. And I think he's only a few goals away now from getting the record from Shevchenko as manager. Oh, and, f- and for me, it's like uh, Yaramchuk and Yarmolenko on the back of a shirt looks exactly the same. So he's <laughs> everywhere for me. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I always forget which number is who. But um, I very much enjoyed the uh, picking up the cork and the Heineken in the yes. press conference and going, cork and Heineken, get in touch. Yeah, he wants very... an ad deal, didn't he? That was, How... a real, that was a real Donaldson move, that. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. I understand why there's a bit of a Ferrari about it because it does look a bit kind of incongruous than being there but I'm thinking non-alcoholic beer how isotonic would it be because it's, it's a lot of sugar in there presumably but it's not been fermented in, into into alcohol so presumably you could just have a bottle of it's sugar free zero, it? yeah zero yeah zero alcohol on, on the touchline yeah. I'd love yeah. to see that footballers chugging glass great, bottles of booze so technically you could chug them while you're driving or whatever yeah, yeah it's not a good I mean they'll probably take it out of the station for other reasons because you're cl- clearly making bad decisions yeah. I'd be checking that glove compartment that's all I'm saying yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. have you got so, a revolver in it speaking, yes I have this is going down an alley that I'm not comfortable with right Speaking of Yarmolenko, his injury problems have been mm. the thing that's dogged him. Like, obviously, serious Achilles injury a couple of years ago, which he was out for whatever it was, nine months or whatever. And he had some knee problems. He had he had the uh, he had the COVID as well. Yeah. So that's probably that's obviously a big part of the reason why we've not seen him um, much for West Ham. He missed like thirty odd games when he first signed for them. So, um, but he's definitely got quality. I mean, his left foot yeah, is unbelievable. Mm. Like it's so good, and and it's one of those ones where you're not quite getting to Arian Robin territory because Arian Robin is a is a singular talent. Mm-hmm. But it was it is getting into that territory, particularly that first goal he scored in in, in, in the tournament where they know he's in the cut on his left and they can't stop him, mm. and and that's why he's so exciting to watch. I think. But I think Ukraine have got a re- decent decent team really I mean yeah, I think they I think probably so. they probably they're warming into the tournament I think North, with respect to North Macedonia a game against them probably helped Ukraine because they can at least go right we're better than these so let's see what we can do and they were able to get the win against Netherlands is a bit different because they didn't manage the game that well they came roaring back and then they got sucker punched and that would have taken the wind out their sails in a big way so for them to get back on the, on the horse with a win is really big so it'd be interesting to see what they can do yeah Definitely. All right, let's talk about tonight's big match. England versus Scotland. I'm excited. Are we all excited? Where are we watching it, boys? I've, I'm in the sports zone in a pub. Are you? Because <laughs> the, the problem with like nowadays, you've got to book tables and some tables don't become available until like half time. And like, why have you done that? Yeah. Just give me that? a block of the match or yeah. the before the match or after the match, whatever. What I'm thinking is, what other zones are there in that pub? Is it like <laughs> the Crystal Maze? <laughs> yeah, it's like one's medieval. <laughs> One's future's on. And yeah, don't one's... get stuck drinking mead. <laughs> <laughs> watching, uh, watching the jousting. Very heavy. 
Is there, is there like a like a book zone where you, can, you have to be really quiet in <laughs> the library zone? Yeah. You're definitely in the sports zone, though. The yeah? corn zone where you've got Macedonians, North, Mac- <laughs> North Macedonians yeah. with their corns. Well, if you're in the sports zone, don't. I mean, you can't complain technically if they just put the golf on. Yeah. That, is, that is sport. If I just scream, there's too much sport in here. Let me out. <laughs> well, listen, Pete's supposed to be on the show tomorrow, so you better make it back alive from the sports well, zone. Mm. I'll, I'll be watching it at home and you'll be on the telly, won't you? So I'll be watching it in the studio. and we are then... on the telly in Australia. It's not a yeah, proper telly, is it? It's fine. I'll be watching it in the green room. Yeah. I'm not on until half ten, so oh, okay, yeah. might even have a cheeky drink before. There we go. Don't tell anyone. Oh yeah. I've just told everyone. Heineken zero zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that kind of drink. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it should be a cracker. This is the one that no one wants to lose, England or Scotland. Scotland actually need to win it though if they want to give themselves a chance of getting through after losing their first game. But I think it's going to be feisty. Obviously, being at Wembley, there are so many Scottish fans in London. They've we've taken talk, over the city. We, they've literally taken was, over. There we was were a man about in, this earlier. There was a man in front of me who was coming down the stairs at, at Euston. Obviously, uh, the, big, the big Glasgow train and the big one. And uh, yeah, he had his, his suitcase. He had uh, very curly uh, red hair, a kind of like flat cap and flares and I was like this is like an 80 Scottish fan <laughs> sounds like the lead singer of ACDC who's <laughs> <laughs> a Geordie I think yeah um, yeah. I was in the pub yesterday and there were a lot I mean it was completely overrun by very drunk Scottish people I love people. it and there was an impromptu big game of um, football being ha- like a 50 aside football match happening in the pedestrianised bit outside King's Cross Station between <laughs> Scottish Brilliant. people because um, that's where all the cheap kind of hostely kind of yeah, hotels are isn't it? I guess yeah. well, that's where they might all be because they're down for down for a, a few days or whatever I, I, the, one, the ones I spoke to let's be fair the ones that spoke to me <laughs> uh, you got of, accosted didn't yeah, you none, yeah. of them, none of them seem to think that Scotland have much of a chance they seem like yeah. I, 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 literally three or four of the different conversations I had with different Scottish fans yesterday were saying um, that we want to have a good time we're here to enjoy it you know don't think we'll do much and they all, all of them which is something that's never really I can remember happening before when I've spoken to Scottish fans saying that England have got a really, really good team and mm. you know, they, they, they think they look great. So I think England have obviously got an amazing chance, but they've got to manage the game. They've got, they've got to play the game on the occasion, as we said earlier. Um, and it does really depend how Scotland approach it. I think the interesting thing about this game in the group is that Scotland did okay against Czech Republic, but they didn't come away with anything. And now they know they've got a real mountain to climb. Mm. It's a real pivotal moment how they approach this game because they might say, do you know what? We've got a better chance against Croatia because mm. we're not going to be at Wembley and it's you know it's not the old enemy it's not a derby so maybe we'll just approach this game tonight that we'll keep it as tight as we can mm. and then we'll target the Croatia game just be really hard to break down but that's a risk right because if, if it's a massive risk but and, and but I, the problem is though guys i think I, I massively think that if scotland open up and try and go for england they'll get cut to pieces mm. i think it will play into england's hand hugely england have got so many good attacking um, players. McGinn so can only do so much. <laughs> and McGinn and Jack Grealish are best friends, aren't they? Yeah. And so there's, talk, there's been a lot of talk about how they both like to play and like to, I mean, probably they're going to end up kicking lumps out of each other. Do you reckon Grealish. Grealish will start though? No. No. I think I think it's been reported this morning that Shaw and James are going to start fullback. Mm-hmm. I expected him, as I said yesterday, to make quite a few changes. I don't think he'll start with Grealish though, no. So Kieran Tierney is back for Scotland though. He's big. fit. Mm. That is, that's, that's huge for win. them because they, they massively missed him in the first game. Um, Andy Robertson as well said that he doesn't think that Scotland are as respected by England supporters as he would like. Hmm. A little bit yeah. of a dig there. Well, look, if you consume um, uh, British media, 
there is obviously a, a bias that I would find incredibly annoying, incredibly upsetting, <laughs> and, and, a lot, and we're probably part of that to a certain extent. But and and, and we certainly got a lot of uh, emails and tweets um, from from the Welsh contingent who listen to this show. But like they're sort of saying that we're kind of fools for predicting them to, to be at the bottom of the table to find it very difficult in this year. But like on the Welsh side of things, like temporary manager, they were quite unconvincing in the first match, like. <laughs> and England have excellent footballers yeah. in, 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 in there. So, so like we, we can back England as a, as a level-headed kind of entity, I would say. I think listeners should be very clear that we can't predict the future. <laughs> Just so as we much think. as we like yeah. to try. And, and our projection is we're worried about our own team. Like yeah. As an England fan, I, I'm worried well, about England. Everything. I'm worried about everything. <laughs> I'm worried about my trousers. So I think, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think it depends how... Yeah, so to me, if they played like Adams and Dykes up front, that's kind of that's a bit of a statement of intent, really. Yeah. And if they can, if well, they he can, has to play them both after start, not starting sure, Adams yeah. in the last game. But then, but then he could just play he Adams and play so them much, much better more. with them both on the pitch. But if they go to make it, yeah, but that's against Czech Republic. Yeah, and then they're at home. They, 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 I think this is not meant to be patronising Scotland. I'd like to see them do well. I've got a huge affinity and and I feel like a really spiritual connection to Scotland. I love it as a country, but. They need to make this game stodgy tonight to get something, in my opinion, because England are a much better team. And that's a fact. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't mean Scotland can't win. Doesn't mean they won't be upset. Doesn't mean a derby isn't a derby. Of course it is. And they've got talented individual players. They play Tierney and Robertson. And they've got, um, if McGinn can have a good game, if McTominay can, can play really well, if Adams can bully Stones and Mings, because I think Stones can be bullied, actually, when he's not on, mm. on form. So it's, the ingredients are there for a really good game. But I personally believe that Scotland's best chance is to make it really stodgy. And they might nick it. Um, if they right open up, as a header. If, yeah, <laughs> if they open up, they'll get beaten. It's, it's mm. as simple as that. It's gonna be lively. Can't it wait. Uh, we've been asking you guys to tell us your best memories from previous England Scotland games on Twitter, Luke. What's yes, we have. Uh, Dave, Dave's been in touch saying uh, my favourite memory is my dad getting married for the Euro '96 game, which meant I missed the whole thing, and then he got married again in 2019 as the Rugby World Cup <laughs> final kicked off. Um, he picks some bad dates, doesn't he? That's nice. Uh, Sam Tennant says, has to be that game from Euro 96. Don't really remember what happened as they never seem to show it on TV. I think he might be Scottish. Uh, Football Ramble Book Club uh, alumnus, uh, Julie Welch. Hello to you, Julie. Says, uh, my memory is being chatted up by Bruce Bruce Rioch on the plane back from Hamden in 1976. (laughs) That is a great story. Wonderful. A a nice story. And I'll finish for now with the beautifully titled the macaroni prince. Uh, my friend told me earlier that Barry Ferguson was going to mark Henderson out of the game, not being aware that Barry has been retired <laughs> for a long time. Can I throw in a quick one from Skewy? Go on. Uh, very, uh, quite a romantic uh, image. I watched the 2000 playoffs in Thailand. I'm in a bar called Faulty Towers in Chewing Beach in Koh Samui. The first leg was 9pm, but the next was at 1.45am. It was an amazing atmosphere with both sets of fans and then onto the beach to watch the sunrise. Oh, oh mate, get me a big bucket of Red Bull. Yeah, lovely. It sounds like you'll 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 be promoted marriage, Pete. Won't you? <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, nice. Oh, I cannot wait for it's it. It's gonna be great. Yeah, Phil Foden's had a top up on the hair dye as well, Pete. Big fan of that. But look, I bleached my hair last year in a uh, what can I be described as a lockdown crisis, and uh, it, it hair bleach doesn't count for shit no more. It doesn't bleach anything. It's, it's re- they've probably got rid of all the nasties since I last bleached it when I was like I, nineteen. I told you, my mate got kicked out of the bathroom by his older brother trying to bleach his hair right. and it wasn't there for long enough and my mate's older brother was like I don't fucking care get out of the bathroom I'm going out tonight I need to get ready so he made him wash it out and it just went weirdly goldy <laughs> yellow yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So rubbish you, were you pleased with the result of yours? no terrible and then I tried to dye it brown wouldn't go back to brown <laughs> 
actually like well, the colour it's turned into. Yeah. It's colour now. It's How would you describe it? Golden. Golden. Piss. Golden lock. Piss. <laughs> piss hair Donny. <laughs> and trust me, the gutters of North London were, were running with piss last night. <laughs> oh, and just before we go, it's time to announce the very first winner of our Patreon competition. I know you've been looking forward to this. So thanks to our mates at Toshiba, we're giving away 65-inch TVs every Friday throughout Whoa. the Euros and it's today massive. is a Friday. It's massive. Can it's I a, enter? Because I'm moving house soon and I'm scared I'm going to break my Toshiba telly. <laughs> if the <laughs> first winner one. is Pete Donaldson, <laughs> something would have gone all right. I can tell you it is not you, Pete Donaldson. Uh. Enter more times next time. Our first winner actually is... Alfie Ellis! Oh, Alfie you did the Ellis! Camp roll. Sorry, I didn't. Oh, it's I didn't all right, write. that's fine. Alfie, Alfie doesn't mind. He's getting a TV oh. at the end of the day. Well done, Alfie. Well done, Alfie. Lovely. Uh, right, all you've got to do to win next week is to sign up to our Patreon, where you'll also get bonus weekly podcast episodes and all the Ramble shows ad free. How nice. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash football ramble. It is the big one tonight. It's England, Scotland. Enjoy the game wherever you're watching it. Luke, Pete, you're going to be back tomorrow to talk about that match and you're going to be here with Marcus and I hope the show starts with an easy easy. or a big stramash. Yeah, big stramash. There you go. (laughs) Lovely stuff. Have a bloody good time wherever you're watching it and we'll see you soon. See ya. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.